Welcome to Afghan Dispatches from Chrome Radio with Diva Patang and me, Katrina Oliphant. Since recording this podcast, eastern Afghanistan has been hit by the deadliest earthquake in two decades. Already in the grips of a deepening humanitarian crisis, the country is now struggling, with the help of international agencies, to provide disaster relief to the region. But the Afghan economy is verging on collapse as a result of sanctions and the freezing of the country's overseas assets following the Taliban takeover last August. Compounding this is the Taliban's gradual exclusion of women from the country's workforce. Women represent nearly 50% of the country's population, and before the Taliban takeover last August made a significant contribution to its economy. In this podcast, we explore the impact of the Taliban's restrictions on women for the country's economy and for society more generally. We begin with the importance of education for women. When Diva and I last spoke, it was shortly after the Taliban had suddenly reversed its decision to reopen girls' secondary schools, and those schools remain closed today. Diva had planned to sponsor girls in the area where her family are from with the essentials for going to school. I began by asking her how the Taliban's decision not to reopen girls' secondary schools had affected her plans. The day it was announced that the schools will be closed, it was painful because I come from an educated family where education is valued very highly. I personally strongly believe that any change in your life you want to happen, the first will be education. But when the education is taken off you, you're not left with much. Your hopes, your dreams, or where you want to achieve, or where you want to get yourself to, or the type of jobs that you want to get, everything is taken away from you. I wanted to help the girls to fulfill part of their dream, to sponsor them, to help them, to motivate them, to say that there is someone who will be next to them and will try all her best to support the girls. I made a very beautiful notebooks and a lot of nice things for the children. And I wanted them to have that love feeling from my side and the support from me. And we were planning to distribute everything. But then the decision has been made that the schools will be closed. So until today, everything is on standby and we're hoping that schools will reopen soon. We're now in June, so we're a few months on from that decree by the Taliban not to reopen girls' secondary schools. Is there still a real hope that they will backtrack and open the schools, or are the hopes of that fading? Afghanistan has been going through the war for the last, I would say, 40 years now. Afghanistan has passed very difficult times in its history. But the people of Afghanistan, especially women of Afghanistan, they're very strong. They never give up. They always have hopes. They still have hopes when you speak to them. If you ask them what you want to become, they will still tell you that I want to be a doctor. I want to be an engineer. I want to be a teacher. They still have hopes. So the hopes are still there. And we still want those hopes to be alive. And we want to give them the feeling that we are trying all our best to fight for their rights. We want all activists, the international community, those people who have some power to reach their voice to the leadership, to tell them the importance of education and of the girls who want to fulfill their dreams. By doing this, they're not only helping the girls, but they're helping the whole country. This is international interest of Afghanistan for the long term to have an educated society. 
if they want to avoid or not to repeat what has happened in the history before in Afghanistan, one of the ways would be to put a lot of effort on the education system, to educate the society, to make sure that they understand the importance of it. So in March, we saw the backtracking on the decision to reopen girls' secondary schools. And recently, we've had the decree from the Taliban that female presenters on television are required now to cover their faces. Do you have the feeling that this is all part of a return to the former Taliban regime in 1996? I think the younger generation of the Taliban are very much in communication with the world. They see what is around them. So it's not that they're completely blindfolded and they're not aware of what is happening around the world or around them. When the talks were happening with the Taliban in Doha, a lot of people had the fear that they will return and they will have a lot of restrictions on women. But some analysts were saying that, well, maybe they have changed and they're not the Taliban of 20 years ago. I think history will be able to judge better. It will be quite difficult to say how much of a change has happened within the Taliban. But certainly when looking at the decrees that they're passing in regards to women, it's quite difficult to say that there is much of a change in regards to the female journalists that now they have to cover their face, which was shocking and is still shocking. Imagine you work all your life to build an identity for yourself. You work so hard for people to know you. And also you build funds and you build people who love you for your work. And then suddenly they're asking you to cover your face and the only identity is left to you is your eyes and your voice. For myself, I think it will be extremely difficult if I worked all my life very hard to build something for myself and to be known in the society and to be respected in the society and then suddenly asking me to cover my face and the only thing that will be known of you it will be your voice and your eyes. I also wanted to ask about the fact that male journalists have come out in support of female journalists one sees a lot of male presenters also wearing masks on air. Do you think that is making an impression? Will that help? It is good to show that they are next to our female journalists. But I think it was not taken as important by the Taliban. They have not changed the degree. They have not reacted to it. They just issued a degree and said that you have to follow it. If you don't, then you can't be on the screen anymore. It is a very, very difficult time for female journalists in Afghanistan. I can feel for them being in front of the TV or working for three hours in the studio wearing a mask. In front of the TV, your voice is very important and that voice is covered with the mask. Even during COVID time, we didn't see female journalists wearing masks presenting in front of TV. It's almost as if when one takes all the decrees and restrictions against women into account, as if the Taliban wished to erase women's active public contribution to public life. And of course, women were a very significant and important part of the workforce in Afghanistan. 
Do you see any signs of how that is affecting the economy? And of course, there are still sanctions. If this continues, I think slowly we might not have a huge number of female participants in any sector. Because this way, I think it's indirectly you're trying to not only erase female from the screen, but you're also muting a lot of those female voices, making them voiceless and faceless. Afghan women, we were very strong and part of the Afghan workforce. A lot of them were working in different ministries and different business sectors and public sectors. So they were quite visible and strongly visible. But now, since the Taliban has come, this is not the case, which will, of course, affect the economy of Afghanistan because 50% of the population of Afghanistan is female. And when you don't let 50% of your society help you to build your country, of course, economically, the country will suffer. I think the Taliban needs to reconsider the decisions that they are making and the issuing of the decrees. In Islam, it doesn't tell us that we must cover our face. Islam doesn't tell us that we must stay at home and not study. Is there any indication that the Taliban is preparing to issue more decrees, more restrictions? We are coming closer to a year since the Taliban has taken over. And for the last one year, the only thing that we have experienced is more restrictions on women. I don't know what other restrictions they can put. At the moment, there is no war in Afghanistan. But the war that the Taliban has declared is having a war with the women at the moment. We Afghans, we are tired. We don't want war anymore in the country. We want peace. But at the same time, we don't want a peace where women are excluded from everything or banned from everything. We want to be part of the decision-making. We want to be heard. We want to be listened to. This is what the Taliban needs to do. They need to listen to women. They need to listen what they want and how they would be able to help women. If they want to govern the country, they need to listen to their people. They can't govern a society where they only issue decrees and they do not try to be helpful or supportive of the society. That was Diva Patang for Afghan Dispatches. Do join us next time when we explore the Taliban's rise to power in Afghanistan. Until then, thank you for listening and please share this podcast on. I'm Katrina Oliphant and you've been listening to Afghan Dispatches from Chrome Radio. Radio.